0: I wanted to read a scripture um, just for a moment. We've been looking at Mary's song um, recorded in Luke chapter 1, verses 46 through 55. And I want to focus on just two verses, and then I want to talk to the kids a little bit and all of us a little bit about um, this this momentous night in uh, in Bethlehem. Before Jesus was born, while Mary was um, pregnant with with Jesus, she went to her cousin Elizabeth, and um, Elizabeth really encouraged Mary about what the Lord was doing in her life, and Mary just broke out in a song, and this is what Mary said to Elizabeth. Mary said, "'My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior.'" For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. And now, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. And now listen to this. He said, he has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three more months and then returned home. Now, boys and girls, um, thank you so much for being a part of our pageant. Let me... Let me just say one of the reasons why we have this pageant is so that we uh, give our kids an opportunity and all of us an opportunity to worship the Lord Jesus Christ, um, to to almost in our mind's eye uh, join that that miraculous night so that we can come before our Savior Jesus and worship him. And I want you to think about the characters, boys and girls, that you just acted out so well. Mary and how, Mary, what was Mary doing that day before the angel arrived? We're not sure. I know she was getting ready for, to, to get married. And so maybe she had some, some wedding plans that she was working on. Maybe she was going to get together with some of her friends, some of her gal friends, lady friends. Um, and, and hang out with him before she got married. She probably had some, some important plans that day. And then the angel appeared and said, Mary, God is, is gonna turn your life upside down. You're gonna give birth to the Savior. And Mary said, yes, I, I will do that. I, let it be done unto me as you have said. Mary said yes to this invitation from God to, to worship the Savior. And Joseph, Mary's, Husband-to-be had that invitation as well. An angel appeared to Joseph and told him, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. She's going to give birth to the Savior, but don't be afraid. Say yes to this invitation to come and, and to worship the Savior. And the shepherds, the shepherds are in their fields, and they had large flocks, and the flocks that the shepherds took care of, that was their main source of income. They were day laborers. Without their sheep, they had no income. Now, it could be that the shepherds, when they said, let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that they that the Lord has told us about, it could be that they brought all their sheep with them. But I don't think so. The story says that they left immediately. They hurried to Bethlehem. I think they left their, their flocks in that field. Maybe they brought one or two sheep. I don't know. And they didn't leave a few shepherds behind to watch the flocks. They all came, and they said, we're going to say yes to this invitation. To come and worship the Savior. The wise men. Now, the interesting, interesting thing about the wise men is they were, you know, they were, they were not from the, from, from a Jewish culture, boys and girls. They were far, they lived away far in the East. Probably had a different religious worldview than the, than the Jewish people. But they saw this star and they knew that that star would lead them to the one who was born King of the Jews. It's like God gave them this invitation. Come. Follow the star where it leads, and you'll be able to worship the king of the Jews. And the the wise men said yes to this invitation. There's one character in our story who didn't go to the stable. Do you remember, boys and girls, who didn't go to the stable? It was Herod in Jerusalem. And the wise men had this conversation with Herod and talked to Herod about the, the king of the Jews being born. Now, Herod did not have good intent when he told them, come back to me when you find him so that I can go worship the Savior. But I find it interesting that Herod actually didn't go with the wise men. Why not? Like, if you're Herod, and grown-ups, I want you to think about this too. If you're Herod and you perceive a threat just a few miles away in Bethlehem, uh, why, why didn't Herod go with the wise men? Why didn't he say, I'm going to take care of this, I'm going to take care of this now? Or if nothing else, why didn't Herod say, okay, get my finest of soldiers and I want you to go with these wise men to Bethlehem so you can take care of this problem? why didn't herod do that i want to suggest something just just a thought for us today i believe that herod thought of this savior king of the jews as as a threat but he didn't seem he didn't seem very um he didn't seem all that interested he <laughs> he might have seen him as somewhat of a threat but Maybe not entirely worth his his time. So Herod's attitude might not best be described as obsessed and irate towards Jesus as much as just indifferent towards Jesus. Yeah, maybe he's a threat. Maybe not. King of the Jews. Don't know. I'm just going to sit it out and see what these wise men tell me later on. And he... he I believe God was inviting Herod at that moment to come and worship Jesus. But Herod just sat and did nothing. He was indifferent towards Jesus. And I'm wondering if Herod had come to, to Bethlehem searching for this child, even with malintent, if God could have done something with Herod. Like, kind of like Paul and Paul's miraculous conversion on his way to Damascus, where he had this miraculous moment in conversion. But Herod just sat there. Indifferent towards Jesus, eh? Don't worry about that later. Don't worry about. I'll worry about this King of the Jews later. And for some reason, boys and girls, I thought of Disney princess movies. Yeah, I thought of Disney princess movies, and I can't think of one Disney princess movie where the like the evil bad guy doesn't like go after the the hero or the heroine, right? When in a Disney princess movie does the bad guy do nothing? I mean, you have, you have, uh, the, the, the wicked queen going after the heroine Snow White, right? The, the wicked queen doesn't just sit there and do nothing, but goes after Snow White. You have Maleficent going after Sleeping Beauty, right? Not just sitting and doing nothing. Is there a Disney movie where the, the bad guy just does nothing? I couldn't think of one. Must be a newer one. Enchanted yeah, maybe one of the newer ones, but the old school Disney movies, the bad guy is always going after the heroine or the hero. Herod does nothing, just sits there indifferent towards Jesus, and he misses out on this opportunity to go and have this experience. Maybe maybe being converted, having this conversion experience. Um, going to see this baby Jesus? I don't know, something to think about. What I know is it is very easy for us to get preoccupied with our, our schedules and our activities and to be kind of like Herod and say, you know what, I don't have time for that. I'm going to worry about that later. And miss out on something. We get preoccupied with... With our activities and our, our routines, our busyness. And that includes boys and girls, right? We can get busy and we can miss out on God's opportunity to come in our mind's eye, worship the Savior Christ in the stable. So boys and girls, we're halfway through December. What I want us to do is just pray about making most of every opportunity throughout the rest of this Christmas season to worship the Lord in our homes, with our families, here at church on Sunday mornings, before you go to bed saying your prayers. But let us not forget to make time to answer God's invitation to worship our Savior, to go to the stable and see this miraculous thing that God has done in sending us a Savior. So let's pray. Almighty God, thank you that you have given to us our Savior. And we pray that we are not like Herod. that just treats Jesus certainly with scorn as he did go after him in days to come, but in that moment of just not doing anything, not paying attention, not bothering to go and see this, this child in the stable. We pray that you would call our hearts to you. Help us to say yes to you, to come and worship you and not miss out on your invitation. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.